It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, Mr. Uh, Contra Freedom to please stand, raise your right hand, remove your mask, and would you please uh, repeat after me, saying your name after the word I. You know what's going on? I. I. Say your name. I. Anna's Cancer Freedom. Hereby declare on oath. Hereby declare on oath. That I absolutely and entirely. That I absolutely and entirely. Renounce and abjure. Renounce and abjure. All allegiance and fidelity. All allegiance and fidelity. To any foreign prince or potentate, to any foreign prince, state or sovereignty, state or sovereignty, of whom, of whom, or of which, or which, I have heretofore, I heretofore, been a subject or citizen, a subject or citizen, that I will support and defend, and I will support and defend the Constitution, the Constitution, and laws, and laws of the United States of America, of the United States of America, against all enemies, against all enemies. Foreign and domestic. Foreign and domestic. That I will bear. That I will bear. True faith and allegiance to the same. True faith. True faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear arms. That I will bear arms. On behalf of the United States. On, on behalf of the United States. When required by law. When required by law. That I will perform. That I will perform. Non-combatant service. Non-combatant service. In the armed forces. In the armed forces. Of the United States. Of the United States. When required by the law. When required by the law. That I will perform. That I will perform work of national importance. Work of national importance under civilian direction. Under civilian direction. When required by the law. When required by the law. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. So help me God. So help me God. All right. Congratulations. You're now a citizen of Venice. So much. Isn't that great, Albie? That's great. He later, uh, in a moment later, he hugged the judge. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Uh, yes, yeah, so the Celtic Enos Cantor, who's now a proud, newly minted American. Good to have him, Alice. Isn't How that great? awesome. Isn't, so great. Isn't that great? It's like the, 
I don't know when the last time, when was the last time just we had unvarnished, pure, uncut goodness happen? I mean, no, no, not for a while. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a good one. And I'm thrilled, thrilled by it. I'm, I'm, um, I think it's great. I think, I think that this guy standing up and in, in condemning China is wonderful and awesome and fantastic and, and, a very good thing, and just brings such shame to the rest of the people in the NBA who are not doing that, mm-hmm. and who are LeBron James. Uh, uh, as yeah, far and as in I, Hollywood and everywhere oh, else yeah. too, and just in general in the pop culture, you know, to have an unabashed love for America and the, you know, the clarity and honesty to call out the failings of other countries and not self-flagellate for America's sins all the time on the world stage. I mean, that's. That's powerful, and we need more of it in our pop culture, and we need more people who are willing to be honest about what America stands for in the world and is, especially compared to countries like China, especially. You know, it's so, so bad when, when you know, people like Obama go on the so-called apology tour and things like that, when they apologize for America as though there's some comparison. Of course, of course, we all know, is America perfect? No, and has America ever done bad things? Yes, but but America is a beacon of hope around the world. And for countries like China to be able to use our own, you know, prominent American citizens, whether it's politicians or movie stars or NBA players, undercutting the the goodness of America on the world stage when they're literally imprisoning people in camps and making them do slave labor so we can buy cheap solar panels. Like, it's wild. It's wild. There's no comparison. <laughs> There's no comparison between Putin and America ever. Ever. And I say this as somebody who has a lot of love for, like, Eastern Europe in particular. What Putin is is not what anything we have in America on, no. our, on our worst day. On our worst day. You know? I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing because... Uh, Colony and I think just bought a little Jerry Callahan shirt. Excellent. Did we have them in blue. Yeah, I made them in blue re- recently. I don't oh, know. He's got one. Well, there you go. So yeah, you're right. But he's from Turkey, right? Um, with er- Erdogan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly his whole story. Right. I'm not that up on him, but yeah. Um, clearly, uh, you know, somebody who gets it. Yes. What the difference is between actual authoritarian countries and the u.s because that's i mean it's such a joke it's such a joke when like you know the ap goes after christina push on says that it's like authoritarian of her (laughs) to yell at them on twitter to say you know drag them on twitter to them that's not what happens if putin doesn't like you he kills you (laughs) you're dead (laughs) you know like it's to say that you know, spirited debate on Twitter is the same thing as anything that happens in in Russia or China. To say that, you know, Trump having a border is the same as, you know, what China does to Uyghurs and other religious minorities is, you know, I mean, it would be laughable if it weren't so dark that a bunch of people on the left have this in their souls that they feel the need to do this or they're just that confused and they buy into propaganda you know one of the two but i mean like people complain here about like trump being a strong man or january 6th or whatever but like uh, in china like 
they dragged away the doctor who tried to warn people about COVID and made him apologize for sending texts <laughs> to his family members saying there was a weird new pneumonia going on. You know what I mean? Like, that's not right. really, that's not really the same deal. Okay, clever. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> why does she love? Oh, you know why it is? It's because I shut that door. She can't leave. Oh, she can't get out. Okay. So, Pepper, come Hi. up here. Okay, go up there. Come up here, Pepper. Come you on. Go up there, Pepper. You'll be fine. Um, yeah, in th- this, um, in fact, in fact, there are other countries where there are other countries where uh, the January sixth protests would have been put down in a rather harsh fashion. As a matter of fact, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you even want, Pepper? Okay. She, I'll let her out. No, no, no. I, okay. This is inconvenient. You want to let her out? I don't want to let her out. <laughs> okay, Tom's going to let the dog leave the studio now. Um, but, yeah, it's... We have a lot of problems in America, of course, like anywhere does. But the the great thing is, is that people in general are allowed to, to protest them and talk about them and write about them in the press. And, you know, if people in China ever talked about China the way celebrities in America talk about uh america they'd be in in political prisoners in no time because that's that's just the reality you know correct like look at what happened even their celebrities aren't immune to it look at how they disappeared this tennis player yeah and like nobody knows if she's okay or whatever absolutely wild well that doesn't happen to you in the u.s Mm. when Every celebrity in America criticized Trump every day for four straight years, and they still can't stop themselves. Nobody vanished off the earth. Right. They pretty much <laughs> proved how un-Hitler he was, as they called him Hitler, for year after year after year after year, and managed to be uh, stand upright and not and to not be uh, punished whatsoever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Trump might have wished he could throw some of them in prison sometimes, mm-hmm. as Many Americans do. I mean, like, John Adams wanted to throw people who criticized him politically in jail, too. Like, the Alien and Sedition Acts and stuff. But, you know. Um, so, by the way, my own prison sentence, Alice, has just mm-hmm. been commuted. Really? As you know, what was I doing today after I was off the air? Uh, oh, were you crushing abs? I was crushing abs. You probably saw oh. them when I stood up. You guys probably saw my figure as I stood up. Is now that I'm a You're ripped. Yes, shredded. You Everyone. prefer shredded? Yep. Um, and so, yes, I'm back at Planet Fitness, a different locale, Alice. Mm-hmm. You've been transferred. We, we Yes, that's exactly. To a lower security facility <laughs> in a different town. Hopefully this time it works out. Hopefully, Alice, this is called a segue. Hopefully I could be as ripped as Chris Cuomo. Mm. But now he's getting ripped by media outlets that have unearthed information that he has been uh, using his position at CNN to investigate accusers of his brother. Wow, do you write for a living? That was quite a segue. Thank you. It was beautiful. I do have a substack, as a matter of fact. I have a substack. Just talking to my good friend Jerry Callahan about writing, as a matter of fact. Which is why we're delayed, which is why I gotta get, get, get to it. So this Chris Cuomo stuff, I mean, he's never been a, a great... A, 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 a really talented guy. He's never been somebody that I've really cared too much about. Um, but his uh, his ass is in a sling, I would say, right now. Yeah, even Brian Stelter was tweeting that they're like 
having conversations about like where to go from here. CNN host Chris ages. Cuomo used his sources to get info on Brother Andrew Cuomo's accusers. He also engaged with sources to get a read on upcoming stories that took aim at his brother. That's great. I have a uh, uh, I have a lead on the wedding girl. Cuomo told Melissa DeRosa. Isn't that great? That's incredible, actually. That's yeah, incredible. CNN, I mean, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. But, like, it would seem to me that if he's using his, like, CNN access, you know, like, I, if I were CNN, I'd be worried about this. That he's, like, using their sources and reports and private company information to, like, try and intimidate people. Like, that's crazy to me. Yes. So, yeah, Brian Stelter tweeted an hour ago, a CNN rep says we will be having conversations and seeking additional clarity about the Chris Cuomo revelations. Isn't that great? The, the idea, it's so, it's funny because CNN is now, is a modern day, it is a laughing stock. It is almost as if it's a satire site and they have their they have no um journalistic standards i mean that's obviously been known but they're also um they're um essentially yellow journalists they have been for quite a while mm-hmm. um and it's a corrupt organization. That's all I can say is it's a corrupt organization. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's worse than BuzzFeed because BuzzFeed At least is what BuzzFeed it is. BuzzFeed is honest that it's like, right. yeah, Worst selling clickbait li- lists right. as But this, journalism. letting him, letting this guy Cuomo do the whole charade with his brother, first of all, was crazy. But I understand that it was probably done through sales and they just wanted to get sales and and it, well yeah and Cuomo was like the it guy Andrew Cuomo was like the it guy right. then I mean people were talking about him running for president people were tuning in every day to his little right. press thing but the problem is like, that CNN said we're we're gonna we can't let him cover his brother after his brother got in trouble it's like no 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 you shouldn't have let him cover his brother beforehand with all the tongue bathing about the coronavirus now is when he should be covering his brother you don't tell to, to say a guy's not going to be covering his brother. Now he should be covering his brother. You can't pretend during one hour or however long he's on at night that that Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo doesn't exist, which is what that show had to do. Yeah, that doesn't. Nothing's going on. It's like, I what I don't get is why wouldn't anybody in CNN just just fire him? Just fire him a year and a half ago. Just say that's all right. You're, not, you're all done. Here you go. He's uh, six weeks out the door. Whatever. That been fun. Yeah, it's not like. Why does nobody fire any of these people? It's, it's remarkable. To I me. mean, but it's not like Cuomo is adding that much value to the network. No, either. No, <laughs> he doesn't have a million listeners. And it's like incredible to me too, just because you know all these like lefty media organizations have been pushing all this equity garbage on everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't this be a great opportunity to like? Put in somebody who's not a privileged white dude who's like politically connected. I mean, like you would think. We, you, you, I'm well, saying, like you have the. Like, oh right, right. Well, that's what Jerry Callahan. Yeah, uh, Callahan just told the me perfect... they're going to hire a a black trans lesbian. Uh, yeah. It, it, well, they should walk the walk. Why are they lecturing us about diversity and equity and stuff well, when 
they're keeping around like all the worst white dudes they could dredge up from the <laughs> bottom of the barrel. Like, like we have well, we have jacking off in front of coworkers, privileged white dude. What? We have trying to cover up his brother's I, sexual escapades. Why does it roll off the tongue so easily dude. for you? We have, I you mean, don't like, even at least blush. Well, you're right about that. You're right. In in tube and gets no intersectionality points. I know they. I mean, and, and then they, they turn around him, and they're and like, they make him return by having a woman forcing a woman to sit next to him and softball him back into the room. So terrible! Oh, can and you imagine like, being that woman? Like, like, why, why are you doing this to me with a freaking sleazeball right there? Why would you make me do? As far as we know, she could have been the object of his desires. Yeah, it's so terrible. It's so terrible. But then they have the nerve to turn around and be like, oh, we think you guys should be, like, less racist because America's so, like, racist and you're just all keeping, you know, white guys around for no reason who are undeserving. Like, what about you? (laughs) Diversity, equity, and inclusion starts at home, people. You know? You don't get to tell America that we're all racist. Like, I mean, come on. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Can't believe people have to work with these idiots all the time. Like, it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, they should use the opportunity, but they're apparently going to do everything possible not to have to fire anyone, which is just incredible. But, like, what's he bringing to the table? Like, who are his ratings good? Do people, like, tune in for Chris Cuomo? Like, I don't get it. I don't no, get why anybody really would literally watch that. We really are in this country of figuring out who we are what we're about and i was taken aback uh, by a single image that should make you pay attention to a problem this one there's a lot here yeah as an image to me it does smack of a bygone era of what image is he even the, talking uh, about it, it, the the strapping oh it smacks of a bygone era my God, could you be any more <laughs> you know, haggard, cliched than that? And I that mean, was probably put together by a team of writers, oh, too. The smacks of a bygone era. Oh, Slavery. Slavery. Aided by reports of people being beaten, whether with a riding crop or the reins, most likely. You may be drawn to the desperation of the man trying to escape. This guy <laughs> thinks this is good. He thinks he's onto something. That's one of the bigger problems. Is if you got these guys on CNN with inflated egos and they're um, they're proselytizing to viewers with this big sense of self-import, and they're freaking fools. They're really dumb people. It's remarkable. Cuomo is definitely one of them. Him, you can tell pretty much that he's dumb from fifty feet away. <laughs> but Don Lemon does the same thing. Was it he, when he uh, told people that calling him Fredo was the N-word for Italians? Was it then? That- <laughs> I think that's a little closer to the real guy. Let's be honest here. But man, like, yeah. I don't get it. I don't right call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Oh, you're much- Fredo is from the Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your And they use it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Are you Italian? I got, I got a it's a f***ing insult to your people. It's an insult to your f***ing people. It's like the N-word for us. Wow. Like that, this is starting to smack of a bygone era, I feel, Alice. <laughs> You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Yeah, but if you want to play, then we'll f***ing play. Yeah, you're going to have a big f***ing problem. Yeah, you're going to have a f***ing problem. What? What are you going to do about it? I'll ruin you. I'll 
throw you down these stairs like a punk. <laughs> the great thing is, is that he's like saying, don't use me in that Italian cliche that you're saying, saying Fredo. That's an Italian cliche, which is to our people, the most damaging thing you can be is being Fredo from The Godfather. Meanwhile, Cuomo is playing the worst stereotype of an Italian-American that is possible. I mean, you know? joined by Chris Cuomo, too. Like, to this like is Chris. Try... No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, oh, you mean in this he's playing the worst stereotype. I thought oh, you were totally. saying Andrew Cuomo was also playing the worst Italian stereotype. And but their whole thing as a whole, like, they've managed to play into every Italian stereotype. So, like, Although like I do, Cuomo I do like being Italian like, stereotypes. like Cuomo, like Andrew Cuomo saying, they're like, I'm Italian, I hug everybody. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I mean, they. I don't know how they managed to do it, but yeah, like, the, I don't know that he has a leg to stand on saying that anybody else is being more insulting to Italians than he is on any given day, because they're both pretty bad. I just, like, if you're, see, if I were... The big bosses at CNN, I'd be looking for an excuse to fire Chris Cuomo. Wouldn't you? Like, wouldn't any one of these things have been enough? Just because you, like, why would you even want him on TV? Like, I I literally just don't understand why they have him on. Well, it, it, it shouldn't, it should be one of the easier firings. You would think so. Yeah. Just uh, like Tubin should have been easy. Right. <laughs> it seems obvious. Seems pretty clear. What more do you need? I mean, what Tubin did is what you would do. If I wanted to make sure that I was fired in a nanosecond, there are a few better ways to do it than what Tubin did. To go on Zoom meeting and do that. That is a very quick way. They will begin the paperwork seconds after that is done for you to leave. It's, yeah, it seems it, easy. It's almost, it's almost perfect. It doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to matter. And it's, it's remarkable. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But that place is—it's a mess of a place. We got to go because we're not going to agree. I agree okay. because I know where you're coming from, and I love you, Don. Lennon. Yeah, I love you too. We agree but on just... the problem. What's the solution? We got to figure it out. <laughs> I got a big. I got a solution, but anyways, not my decision. Thank you. See you later. This is CNN tonight. I'm Don Lemon. So, in the in what we were talking about, and again, I'm not going to apologize. This is how I feel about this this is we gotta go because oh, we're not gonna agree what's he upset about <laughs> is that santorum maybe oh yes it was it was santorum when santorum suggested that the uh building of america was not done by uh, native americans essentially terrible comment <laughs> terrible comment yeah, i don't he know said what native americans didn't found this country or right. something exactly exactly can you imagine that Wow. Uh, I condemn it. I condemn it. That smacks of a bygone era to me. Um, so uh, what else is going on, bro? Uh, Jill You've Biden. You've been working all day. Home, I have been. Homie, I feel bad for you. Um, Jill Biden has decorated the White House for Christmas. People have not been kind about the decorations. It's a bunch of circles. I, so I don't get it. I mean, I saw the Christmas tree in the Blue Room, and mm-hmm. that's a pretty good looking tree. You yeah. Know, a little Boring. dove heavy for me. But um, boring, but fine. Yeah. But yes, yeah. It's uh, it's uh. But I think what people really have the problem with is all the boxes around the door, the red boxes with the bows. Oh, I don't, I didn't see those, or I don't remember. That's what people are saying. Like, looks like a J.C. Penny, or apartment store that it's tacky and terrible. Leave J.C. Penny alone. I liked Melania's stuff. 
I like them. The, I, like, that was, yeah, that was very Eastern European chic. I like it. Like, it was like, yes, the harshness of... sleek. I think that was totally cool because that's her personality. That's yeah, no, I, it was very her. This is very Jill yeah. Biden, these decorations. They're very, they're the same way she dresses. Right. Which is, I mean, it's probably pretty normal average American. I know the world probably wants me to criticize Jill Biden because this is what we seem to do now is we like, um, you know, we... Uh, express our uh, feelings about the other political party by ragging on their team's White House Christmas decorations. But, I, you know, I I think the decorations are fine. Like, maybe all the red boxes is a little tacky, but, you know, it happens. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the end of the world anyway. It's fine. And I don't like, I mean, it. I think it is, like, similar to her personality, kind of, the way the decorations are. They're, I mean, they're a little, like, boring and blah they're not as exciting as melania's were that's for sure but um but yeah like i i don't feel the need to do what the left didn't freak out because like to tell you that the way she did the decorations somehow means right. that she's evil deep down because i think mostly she probably just decorated the white house i think it was fine. fine absolutely and so now i want to get back to something get back to something get it i get it um by the way Toast and Dr. Toast are watching right now, good. by the way. They're very excited. Good, good. They're having I a mean, wonderful time. You know what? It is interesting. And uh, now that I've watched the whole thing. Have you watched the whole thing? You've, you've I, admit, I haven't seen part of two, okay. yeah. It is definitely like very Peter Jackson. Like These are huge meals. There's a, there's a lot, so much so that I'm like, I'm seeing beetles around me smoking. Like, I'm like <laughs> it's like I need to back off for a little bit. I've been so... And I talked to my friend Todd Feinberg, you know, mm-hmm. um, and he's also like it, we're it's really real now. There's so much of their personalities that you've seen that it really does feel in. in forgive me for saying this, like you're in the room. I've just mm-hmm. seen so much of them. And well, it, and we're you're so not used to seeing the Beatles like at all in that level of high quality video, right? Much less for eight hours of it. It's right. like a lot. And this is them. And some of it, obviously, is probably a little forced because of the cameras there. But most of it is not. This is conversational people. Mm-hmm. And you're not used to watching people. You've only, if you've seen the Beatles, you see them be charming at press conferences or or, or maybe at a protest or something. But yeah, or in a scripted movie or sure, whatever else. Sure, sure. But, um, but uh, so now I'm going to have to begin, after I play this, I'm going to have to begin my Beatles withdrawals. Because this is, this is like... I, You're not gonna go for a rewatch right away. I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't. I can't. Like yeah. Like I even talked about it today on the air that I f- during the show today. The show. Mm-hmm. I was for a lot of time just thinking about the Beatles thing, and yeah. I talked about it for like the first hour and some minutes, and then and people called and went to the Shea Stadium concerts and all. It was great. Mm-hmm. But um. But I wasn't interested in anything else, and I had three other hours to do. <laughs> <laughs> you so. just wanted to talk about the Beatles. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, what's more, it's what's better than this? It's interesting, because it really is like a weird thing where you, there are some like pop culture phenomena that are so big in your life and in your world, and certainly for a lot of people, the Beatles is one of those. I mean, I would say some like books or movies, remember when like, and this is a lame example, I 
I'm embarrassed to even compare this to the Beatles. But do you remember when the Avatar movie came out and all these people like loved it and they like wanted it to be real and were like that they like felt sadness that the movie ended and like it wasn't their real reality, right? And like they it was like emotional for them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I think there are lots of things like that, like books that you wish would go on forever or movies that you wish would go on forever. And I think the Beatles, especially for a lot of people where you there were all there they wrote so much music and you watched so many movies with them right that you like felt like you knew them you know and so losing them and not having more of them than <clears throat> years later is right. like a sense of loss and it's like finding a cache of video of like a loved one that died that you like now get to see it's it's like a weird emotional crazy feeling i remember i remember a particular fan of avatar i know you've got to go but uh you've been a very busy man do you and mrs biden ever get to the movies academy award picks any favorites among the oscar nominees as a matter of fact we do uh um and uh um I, I think the uh, one of the odds on favorites, Jill didn't go with me, but is um, is uh, this uh, this 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 new program that I looked at it and wished I was seeing it in 3D. And you sit there and you watch this science fiction thing unfold in front of you. I think Avatar. Avatar. The the See? the magic of it is is kind of overwhelming. Uh, there are others. There are some other real good ones out there, but I predict Avatar will win. All right, we'll hold you to that. By the way, thanks, Andrea, for bailing him out. (laughs) The world was thoroughly enjoying his search for the (laughs) right uh, word. But no, it wasn't to be. That's correct. So this is what I wanted to to hit you up with. This is my favorite part of the entire... And this is one of the reasons why I think why I fell in love with John Lennon as a young man. Is Mm -hmm. because he is... The funniest bastard in the face of the earth when he wants to be. So this is just a small scene where Paul McCartney's daughter, Heather, is in the studio and she talks about her her new kitten. Did you, you, I didn't see this part. You didn't see no, this part? No, I wasn't here for this. Okay, well, I'm going to turn around so you can see it. Uh, I'll see it later. It's fine. You can just play the audio. Okay. So they're all messing around. She's saying, talks about that she has a new kitten, and John Lennon immediately gets right into the conversation. We've got some baby kittens that are only about that big. Mm, they're going to eat them. No. Lots of people do, you know. I don't. Baby kittens, they've just been born yesterday. On toast? You put pastry around them and you have cat pie. A few days they were just born, weren't they? Oh, you better wait a week or two before you eat them. No, I'm never going to eat them. Well, that's very good. One of them's beautiful, like Daddy Cat. It's got a big black spot there. Oh, you don't eat them if they have black spots. The other one's like a tiger. You don't eat them if they're like tigers, either. You don't eat any cats. (laughs) They don't taste good. And anyway, I'm just... Isn't that great? That is great. <laughs> that is quintessential John Lennon. As I knew him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's see. My next piece of business I have with you, Alice Shattuck. Okay. What did I do now? Um, Bloomberg has a new study saying the largest study of its kind to date found persistent bias against renters with black and Latino sounding names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me get this. This is in Bloomberg. 
Across the U.S., landlords are less likely to respond to applicants with African-American and Latino-sounding names when renting properties, a practice that contributes to rising residential segregation. In the largest study of its kind to date, researchers created fictitious renters with names more often associated with white, African-American, or Hispanic identities. They then tracked more than 25,000 interactions between those people and 8,476 property managers in 50 of the largest U.S. cities. Seems like a great way to to mess with the uh, marketplace. Um, 8,476 property managers in 50 of the largest U.S. cities. Renters with white-sounding names uh, received a... (laughs) What is a white-sounding name? Received a... uh, Is Barry White a white-sounding name? I don't know. Members white sounding names received a uh, 60% response rate compared to 54% and 57% response rate for those with African American and Hispanic. Oh my God, the disparity. It doesn't really seem that far off. No, it? it seems just about the same. It seems to me there's a study of 8,476 property managers. It uh, seems like there's probably a few in there that are racist. Well, Not many, I'm sure, and but... you can find those ones then. <laughs> but also, if you're a black or Hispanic tenant, do you want to rent from a racist property manager? Because doesn't so... that seem like it works out to your advantage, too, to not rent from that person? And also, it says housing discrimination against renters of color is what, in part, leads to segregated neighborhoods and even diverse cities. I don't think that's true. It doesn't seem like that effect no. would be enough to cause that effect. Especially I, if it's 50% to uh, 60% to 57%. Well, and that's just the initial response, too, yeah, right? Th- that's not like all the rest of the factors, like credit and, you know, mm-hmm. I think affordability in general um, it contributes much more as well mm-hmm. as, you know, I think that what contributes a lot more to the discrimination or not discrimination to the um, like segregation in cities and, and a lot of cities are very, very segregated. There are like much whiter areas of the city and much less white areas of the city. But I think that, you know, the, in America right now, there are disparate cultures you know there's a mm-hmm. there's a cultural world that african-americans exist in that is not the exact same cultural world cultural world that white americans exist in and i think that that those things lead to people creating you know communities with affinity you know you want to live close to like the barber shop that you go to and where your friends live and where your cousins live mm-hmm. and where, you know, like, I think, I mean, that's why there was like a North End, right? And a Southie and an everything else, right? Yeah, but, 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 Nobody but, but, was like, oh, we'll put all the Italians here. Like, everybody right. here it, it, only rent to Italians, right? Right. First it was Jews who used to be the North End and then Italians came in after them. And now I assume it's just wildly diverse. It's, it, yeah. it's um I would say that I think probably a lot of neighborhoods in Boston are going to continue to get whiter as they get more expensive. Like, um, well, and maybe more Asian, too, um, in the Boston area. Because what happens is, I mean, like, do you remember that article that The Globe did a few years ago complaining that in the Seaport District, like, only four mortgages in, like, a whole year that were... That yeah. banks approved in the Seaport District were to black people. 
It was like some absurdly low number of mortgages in this out of like hundreds of mortgages that were approved for that area of Boston. This like new up and coming. Sorry, my brother super uh, gentrified made me a glass area. of vodka apparently. <laughs> but. And, and Which I appreciate. It was very nice of him. And it's better to overdo it than underdo it, I guess. Well, so true. My son just delivered. So true. Um, but, I mean, you see my point, right? Is like the Seaport District, it's not mm-hmm. that, you know, anybody set out to have a policy that excluded black people from the Seaport District. But it was incredibly, overwhelmingly not selling properties to black people. Right? And the reason why that's happening, I mean, like some of those factors are structural. Black people in the U.S. do tend to have lower net worth, much lower net worth than than white people do for a variety of historical reasons. You know, if you cut and, out the top 10 or so percent, it pretty much evens out. Or maybe 20 percent. Yeah. But the people who are getting mortgages in the Seaport District are in that top whatever percent. Yes, death. So that's that's my point. Is that That's a very rich the, part the of overall, Boston. Yeah. So, but what I was saying was, while you were choking on your glass of vodka, mm-hmm. was that, um, that remember the Globe did that article a few years ago complaining that so few mortgages in the Seaport District were being approved for black people. And like, I don't think that that's because anybody had a discriminatory policy. I think it's because the area is unaffordable and... I think that one of the best ways to to segregate people is to make areas unaffordable. Right. Because because then you exacerbate <clears throat> all the historical factors that have made it more difficult for black people to be homeowners. And I say this as somebody that like we were not people that were organized enough that we should have been able to get into the housing market. And the only reason right. we were is because we bought at a time and in a place that it was incredibly affordable for yes, what we, we bought. We got the worst house in a town to to get a place, and then the town became. It be, then it became fancy after yes. we moved there. Exactly. But mostly because I think, obviously, <laughs> no. But I mostly. like you trying your hand at humor, Melvin. <laughs> I think it's cute. So, um, anyway, <laughs> I'm just insane today because I've been working all day. It's, it's I'm working anything, all day last night. But I, I think there whatever. also should be something to say for. Um, you know, social programs in this country, certainly since the 60s, but even before that, with uh, some of the um, some of the programs in the 50s, have installed many black communities in certain areas mm-hmm. and um, and continue to these days. And, and it's a, a number of program programs make for this this um, this uh, almost cross stitch of of. Um, of hindrances to be able to move away from where you are. So, for mm-hmm. instance, if you've got a number of people in public housing, there's all sorts of reasons why many people are staying in public housing, and uh, they're encouraged to stay in public housing. They're encouraged to continue, you know. It just I, I just think that, that many black people, and, and then now it's, it's more and more white people as well, mm-hmm. um, have, um, have gotten themselves caught in the government-sustained conveyor belt, um, with all of these social programs, etc., mm-hmm. and just the, the you know the, the cultural telling of it that that uh, that 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 kind of it's too bad in its things. I do think that many more that, but also there's many more successes than ever, and I suspect that that in decades going mm-hmm. forward, that most everywhere will be just integrated yeah. people are marrying each other people are oh. marrying within races without or, or uh, you know i definitely think so and i definitely think that overall increasing prosperity benefits 
everybody. And, and that's really great for people who had less to start with. You know, mm-hmm. it's because you hear a lot about like, oh, how like when the economy does better, rich people do more better or whatever. But like that little bit more better that the poorer people are doing it benefits them a lot more in terms of actually like, quality of life. And it's it's almost as though people begrudge poor people for doing better if rich people are also doing better. You know, <laughs> yes. it's funny that, that the left like hates if poor people are doing better, but also like rich people somehow benefit. Like, that's why they hate the Trump tax cuts. Trump cut taxes for, like, 80% of people. Mm -hmm. But because some rich people benefit benefit from that, they hate it. You know, it's just funny, like, how that kind of logic is all over the place on the left. And it's the same thing. Like, they don't want just housing to be more affordable overall. They want to, like, pick and choose. There's, like, there's some black people that I've decided are deserving that I would like to be able to live in such and such a neighborhood. They want to, like, it's not enough for them if you say, like, let's make it possible for everyone, regardless of their race, to be able to afford to live, you know, where they work and hey, live where they want to. I just had an Epiphone, Alice. Yes. Remember when we were looking for our first house mm-hmm. that we looked in that neighborhood in Medford? Yep. That was a black neighborhood. Oh, was that? I don't. Yeah, even that think neighborhood I in West Medford uh, is a black neighborhood. It's kind of it's kind of Boston suburb famous ish. It's a nice neighborhood. Uh, well, that's a black neighborhood. That means we're really good people, in other words. Okay, so you and I are very good because we don't see um, pig melon melon tone melon. I'm drunk off I my glass of vodka. So. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to notice skin color. Now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I wonder if there are people who you know. It's interesting. I wonder if there are people who move. We live in the boonies right now, mm-hmm. in farm country, if you if you will, and it's it's very largely white. It's almost all white here. Um, I think it, it is. Yeah, it's right? pretty white here. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if there are people who who live in this town who actually moved to this town recently, who looked at the race statistics, <laughs> and I wonder what their how their politics break down. I mean, would anybody actually buy a house based on just who's around, what color? I mean, I think some liberals do do think about that, like that they want to live somewhere more diverse. Well, then why would any of them live here? Mm, I don't know. I mean, liberals I, will I, tell you they want to live think... some, some more diverse. <laughs> I've heard a bunch of them say it. But at the same time, then then if you move into a neighborhood that's historically like a neighborhood for people of color, then are you gentrifying it and making it unaffordable for Ooh. those people? Ooh, very good point. So I don't know. Like you have to ask yourself these questions. I mean, like what are you accomplishing if you outbid a black family to live in the neighborhood ah great point so what's the what's the least racist? <laughs> i don't know what you're supposed to what's do what's the least to racist, racist less move we can make real estate wise um i, I mean <laughs> you should give away your house to a family of color well i mean i would think that that woman from winchester melrose who wanted to know what um what stolen land that she was living on shouldn't she give her Land back? <laughs> I mean, I would think so. I'm really sorry we stole your land. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Just give it back. 
I mean, yeah, and in Winchester, it's probably worth quite a lot of money, the stolen land. So that would actually be probably quite beneficial to the Native American tribes that she reaches out to if she's able to donate her Winchester house. The Lennon and McCartney of of, um, Sports Radio, Alice, both uh, Kirk and Jerry, I've Mm -hmm. talked to both of them for a lengthy period of time on the phone in the last three days. Wow, you must be like some kind of important media figure. Famous, famous oh, media, very famous. Fi- very That's famous, right. Extremely. Did you know, wow. just phone calls. I make phone calls. Yeah. I mean, you talk to a lot of important I know. people. So, no. Wow. Yep. <laughs> you married into else? It's the life that you married into. This is uh, <sighs> what I do. Now I've got uh, really Jason. Jason is sending you. <laughs> he is cover. Wow. Tiger beat. Uh, Photos of Bill Malugin. Uh, it's for my wife's viewing pleasure. Do <sighs> we have anything else to talk about? I wonder. He probably doesn't get to talk to both Kirk and Callahan no. on Malugin's the phone every not day. Bill Malugin? No, I doubt it. And I, I don't think he's as shredded as I am either. Because <laughs> I have not seen him at Planet Fitness. Something funny? <laughs> What's funny? Bill Malugin. It's funny oh, to see, imagine that Bill Malugin could be as handsome as you, honey. Yep. Well, <laughs> some people have it, Bill. Some people don't. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, it harkens back to a time. What what, 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 what did Cuomo say? Uh, it smacks of another era. It smacks of a bygone era. A bygone it smacks era. of a bygone era when I, too, was a young media man like Bill Malugin, Alice. Mm-hmm. You know that, but then I was sna- snagged up in the prime of my life when I was. Did you just text that back to him? He has, does have great hair. I didn't say he does. There's a lot of great lusting hair. happening, and one of the lusties is Alice. Uh, no, Shattuck. Jason said he has great hair. Oh well, that's uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so what, are you gonna watch the rest of the Beatles thing tonight? I'm going to try to watch the rest of the Beatles thing. I don't know if I'll have time. I have a lot going on, kids to put to bed. I know, I know. And we got to clean the fridge. We have different col- different tributaries there's of colored of, liquids. There's a lot of things gathering. jammed into the fridge in ways that I think they're not fully sealed, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see. I just want to make sure, see what else I've got here. <sighs> you know, it's not all glamour being an important media figure. Nope. <laughs> Wonder who I'll, who knows who I'll talk to tomorrow. Could be more famous people. Could be. Wow. <laughs> I talked to from from John O'Hurley just last week. Incredible. Last uh, Wednesday. Incredible. That's Jay Peterman. You know. Also from Massachusetts, kind of. I've requested that you try and talk to uh, Andrew Clavin. I love him. I will put that. I will reach out to him uh, asap. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, as always, for listening. Do we need to be um, promoting any special deals uh, for Bourbon Barrel merch? I have to look at what I can promote on there, okay? I can't Guys, announce if you missed out, if you missed out on Cyber Monday, don't sweat it. We uh, here in the Shattuck household celebrate Cyber Tuesday. <laughs> okay. And me and Alice are going to work on some deals there, so check those out on Tuesday. Yes, we will see what we can put together for you from the Burn Barrel podcast store um until then you can check us out on twitter at burn barrel pod or facebook.com slash burn barrel podcast we're also at burn barrel podcast.com or you can email us burn barrel podcast at gmail.com what am i forgetting still not on youtube but we are on rumble find our rumble channel subscribe there 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.